welcome. My name is Jessica. Is anyone new to Jivamukti today? I didn't think so. Um, we're going to look at page six. Number 25. This is a chant um, to, like, the spirit of the earth sometimes goes by the name Narayani. Mother Nature.
Om represents that moment between when there's nothing and when there's something. Meaning at the beginning of the universe, there was nothing, and then suddenly there's Om, and that represents the something arising, right? And um, the way that uh, the ancient mystics arrived at that conclusion, that Om was the beginning, that sound was the beginning, is they, they traced back, they said, well, if this is where we are now, then what happened just before that, and what happened just before that, and just before that, and just before that, and just before that. And they reasoned their way back, or intuited their way all the way back to the very beginning. And physicists have done the same, right? We call it the Big Bang, which is shorthand for saying that magical thing that happened between there being nothing and there being something. Right? And scientists did the same process. They go, okay, well, here's where everything in the universe is now. And mathematically, what happened just before that moment? And mathematically, what happened before that? And what happened before that? And what happened before that? The Big Bang. <laughs> right? And so uh, we'll, we're going to take meditation um, uh, at the beginning of class uh, in a moment. And... What's interesting, what will be interesting in meditation practice today is the focus will be on the breath, right? The basic instruction is to be mindful of the breath. But within that, we're trying to get subtle enough in our understanding of how consciousness works that we're trying to sort of perceive that moment like before an actual thought arises, what is happening in that moment between no thought and a thought? What happens in that space or what causes that first arising of thought inside of us, right? And by extension, by using the same analogy, if you do find yourself like completely caught up in a train of thought, you've like completely lost the breath, you're over here, Um, the instruction for today, and sometimes a helpful instruction to use in meditation, is try to trace the thoughts back on themselves. Like, now, don't worry, your mind isn't going to like this at all. (laughs) Okay, the thoughts really don't like it when you do this. Okay, but it's an interesting practice to, to suddenly, when you realize you've gotten caught in a thought, then you're like, well, how did I get to that thought? And then how did I get to the previous one? And try to retrace your steps. Even if you can't do it, it's a way of teasing the mind back to that state of mindfulness, right? So let's do that. Uh, so if, uh, if something is uncomfortable about your seat and can be changed, change it now. If there's something uncomfortable but there's nothing you can do about it, then just let that be a part of your meditation practice today. Don't try to deny it or push it away or wish it was something else.
and then be still. So instead of trying to hold the body still, try embodying stillness itself. that stillness, the attention can rest on the breath. Just be attentive to the ebb and the flow of the inhales and exhales. to get so still and so present with yourself that you could maybe perceive even that moment before a conscious thought bubbles to the surface. If no thoughts come, just stay present with the breath. forward onto hands and knees and you can move everything else off to the side for now and um, press back into a downward facing dog I was um, I was reading Facebook earlier today as yoga teachers do <laughs> 
no, I was just, you know, seeing what, what the news was today. And uh, one, of my, one of my friends from high school, who has now adopted two children, posted this beautiful thing. Her four-year-old daughter, <laughs> who I think meant to say, it's okay, mommy, some things are out of our control, instead said, it's okay, mommy, some things are out of control. <laughs> Walk your feet forward towards your hands and fold forward over your legs. And I think even though, even though I, as, I, I'm sort of intuiting that, intuiting that she was parroting something she's heard adults say, which is that some things are out of our control, it was actually so delightful to just hear, you know what, some things are completely out of control. <laughs> and so we sang to uh, Mother Earth, Right? So nature, and we have this sort of um, dual perception of nature. Sometimes we think of nature as very orderly, mathematical, unfolding according to rules and laws. And sometimes we perceive nature as chaotic and out of control. So which is it? Separate the feet a little bit wider. Bend the knees and come into a deep squatting position, hands together at the center of the chest. And I think that reflects, um, to some degree, uh, a duality that exists in our understanding of ourselves, right? Are we completely just, uh, you know, subject to our DNA and our conditioning and we're kind of going through life according to a, a plan and a direction and a mathematical formula or not? Do we have spontaneity and will and creativity? Which is it? Yes. <laughs> or both or neither or who, who the heck knows, right? Bring the hands to the floor. Raise the hips up and fold forward over your legs. Bring the feet all the way together. Tuck the chin into the chest. Slowly roll all the way up to standing. Okay, walk forward on your mat. Bring your feet together if they're not already. Start with the arms alongside the body. Exhale, pull breath out. On the inhale, reach the arms up overhead. Hands touch. Look up your Exhale, fold forward, hands to your next to the feet. Inhale, look forward to prepare. Exhale, hop or step back, check the breath. Inhale, upward facing dog. Exhale, downward facing dog. Breathe in. Breathe out the one. Inhale, stand up, reach the arms up overhead, and that is touch. Exhale. 
Inhale, stand 
seated, inhale, bring them through the torso, and exhale, twist to the right side. Breathe in. Breathe out. Thank mm-hmm. you. 
fact, it's impossible to cultivate apple juice from a seed and expect, like you can't plant a plant to grapes and have apple seeds and get grapes and apple tree. You have to cultivate them from cuttings because there's no guarantee that the tree coming out of that seed is going to resemble the apple that you just ate. What you're left for, and then there's these feet together. So that's like the ultimate spontaneous tree, right? Okay, bend the left, right knee to the chest, open the right knee out to the side, hands together at the center of the chest. And the ultimately unspontaneous tree, if the ultimately mathematical tree, <laughs> I think is the cherry tree. So not only are, are cherry seeds, you know, one can propagate the other, but Cherry trees are so exact on the time that they bloom. They all, like, in the same area will bloom all on the same, basically, day or two. And they can tell the winter before based on how much cold there's been and how much precipitation and how much. It's all the factors. They can tell down to the couple of days when all the blossoms are going to burst forward. Yeah. Turn the right knee forward and exhale. Okay, bend the left knee into the chest again. Open the left knee out to the side. Start with like a tree pose shape in your legs. Now, you can keep this basic tree pose shape, or if you would like to explore, you can take the left heel up towards the right hip crease. If you're exploring that shape, then take the left arm around behind your back and just have the intention that your foot and your hand will connect. So maybe they connect, but if they don't, just leave your arm back there and eventually they'll get the message and they'll come together. Everyone soften your standing knee and then slowly start to bow forward. Reach out with your right hand. You can either touch the floor or you can use your block to support under your hand. The blocks are very high tech. They have three settings. <laughs> So high, medium, low, no block at all. So you have many, many choices to support your pose. Once you're folded forward, start to extend the right leg, but don't lock your knee out, especially my folks who have a bit of hyperextension in the joints. And if you have no idea what I said or what I'm talking about, let's chat about it after class. <laughs> okay, everyone soften the right knee. Slowly, slowly come all the way up to standing. And then just hug the left knee to the chest for a moment. Give it a squeeze, both hands, and exhale, release. Brilliant. Okay, ready for the second side. Bend the right knee to the chest. Open the right knee out to the side. And again, you can take the classic tree pose form and still fold forward with us and everything. Or you can take the um, left heel, uh, what is that? The right heel to the opposite increase. Good, right arm can reach behind. Beautiful, even if the hand and the foot don't connect yet, just keep the hand there and eventually they'll get the message that you want them to come together. Bend the standing knee, start to fold forward. You can find the floor with the left hand or find a block. Once you fold it forward, try to extend Knee, but again, not to the extent that you're feeling um, like pain at the back of the, of the knee. The knee shouldn't be locked out. 
side again. Now again, you're welcome to stay in this Janyushirshasana shape or even return to it if the next uh, movement isn't for you. So otherwise, you can take the left heel all the way up to the opposite hip crease. Now, if your knee is floating up in space, I would recommend putting a block or a blanket or something underneath to support it. And if at any point you feel a twinge in your knee, Come back to the original Janyushirshasana shape with the left leg, okay? So left arm reaches around behind. Good. Reach as if you're going to connect with the left foot, even if it doesn't connect yet. Right hand reaches out and grabs the right big toe yogic toe lock. And by bending the right elbow out to the side, fold forward. Breathe in. Breathe out. Inhale. Exhale. Two. Inhale, exhale, three, inhale, exhale, four, inhale, exhale, five, inhale, lift all the way up, bend the right knee into the chest first, give it a little squeeze into the chest, good, and then exhale, extend, bend the right knee in, open it out to the side, Again, you can always come back to this position. Otherwise, bring your heel all the way up to your opposite hip crease. Support under the right knee if it's up in the uh, up in the air, and then right arm reaches around behind for the right foot. Reach out with the left peace sign fingers, yoga tola, and exhale, bending the left elbow out to the left. Fold forward. Breathe in. Breathe out. Inhale. Exhale, inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale, four, inhale, exhale, good, inhale, lift up to a seated position, and then uh, bend the right knee into the chest first, give it a little hug, and exhale, release. Good, bring both feet to the floor, bring your hands behind your back, fingertips point forward. On the inhale, lift the hips up for tabletop. And the head can go back, one that's not straining your breath or straining your neck. Thank you. 
downward facing dog. You know we have to do the other side, right? Yes. Love symmetry. Okay. Keep your hands where they are. Step your left foot about 10 or 12 inches forward. Lift the right leg way high up here. Yeah. And then lift your left heel as high as it'll go. Higher and higher. And then bend your left knee and take a hop. Good. And then as you work the first time, take another hop. Inhale, lift up the head, chest, and 
Thank you. 
Then he would do a Rorschach test on it and decide what kind of a landscape it actually was. And then put in the finishing touches. And suddenly, out of this apparent mess, a great landscape would be evoked. With a whole lot of the thing, they had only in the finishing touches. And also, there's a very curious thing. If a person who is untrained in painting makes a mess with a brush, it's liable to be just a mess. Whereas if a person who has the feeling of painting for a long time, and they make a mess with a brush, or just do anything, uh, it looks interesting. And that's why if you try uh, to copy the best people in modern, abstract, non-objective painting, we find it very difficult to do. Because there is more spontaneity than caprice and disorder. And I won't try and explain what that is. I mean, wouldn't it be great if we could live absolutely on the third moment? Not make any particular plans, not feel that, uh, well, you might make plans, but we could make plans spontaneously. But not to worry about whether you made the right decision, whether you believe good or bad, selfish or unselfish, and not hesitate in anything, you see. In uh, one of the great applications of Zen was the art of fencing. And when you learn fencing, you see you have to learn to be spontaneous. Because here of all places it is true that he who hesitates is lost. If you're engaged in combat, you see, and you start to think what sort of defense or attack you ought to make, the end is bunching. So the way they teach people spontaneity in fencing is very interesting. When you start being in fencing school, you will of course live with the teacher if he has a kind of passion. And but you live in the janitorial job. You clean up, you wash dishes, you put bedding away and things like that. While you're going about your daily business, the master surprises you with a practice floor which is made of four strips of bamboo rather loosely tied together. And he hits you with this, surprisingly and suddenly, from nowhere. And you are expected to defend yourself with anything available, with the bedding, with the brooms, with the pots and pans, with just anything that defend. But the poor student never knows when the attack is coming, or where, in what direction it's coming from. And he begins the attempt, and he begins to go around everywhere on the floor of the ladder, because he wants to watch which direction it's coming from. And as he goes down a certain passage, he and the master is probably lurking around that corner, and he's all set to go for it, and he gets that practice floor, he suddenly gets hit from behind. So eventually, he gives up. There's absolutely no way of preparing for the attack. And so he's wandering around looking about it. 
to a seated position. Thank you so much for having me as your substitute today. Namaste. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your evening. I hope to see you again very soon. Sunday at five. What's that? Primahara.